Hi, everybody. We had a really fun podcast today. <clears throat> well, uh, this is Huff. Uh, it was me, uh, Wish, and Evan. We discussed the Second Amendment guns, and uh, it's a very controversial subject, so we figured we'd get into that a little bit. And we brought my dad, Rick, on today as a special guest, so we had a four-person podcast, and we, uh, we said some things that we don't think are said enough. Uh, I think we made some good points, and we had a really good time. So take a listen. Hope you like it. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the Bad Habits Podcast. Goodbye. I don't know how you expect. Can't have one or two people process, you know, crazy amount of, I don't know how many people apply at once, but I'm sure. Even with know, computers. Tens of thousands. You know, or, there still yeah. has to be somebody there operating the computer, getting the information, and you know, so even with computers, you can't, you cannot process that many permits and, and approvals for people with yeah. one or two people in an office for a state like Illinois. No, especially and now then with you know the pandemic and election, that's when everyone just starts buying stuff. Oh sure, yeah. I mean toilet paper and. Um, what are they called? MR fifteens? MR those, oh, those, those prepackaged <laughs> meals? No, no, AR fifteens. AR fifteens. What are those guns called? Are those MREs? MREs. That's what you're thinking of. Well, he was talking about you know people buying things in a panic. I'm thinking that pre-done, pre-cooked. He was talking. He was talking about people buying guns because of this. There's been what I don't know what the increase is. Record. 300% increase in the amount of people that are buying guns across the country. People that swore so, they never buy guns. Oh, yeah. That's why I say guns. toilet paper and guns. I mean, the essentials. I've, <laughs> I, mean, and guns. I know of at least three people that never had a gun that bought one just recently. So that's, you know, everyone who thinks that they've been missing out is trying to get. I mean, you can't you can't even find ammo right now. No. I tried. Oh, and you know what we were talking about really before he flipped the switch here uh, about the length of time it's taken them to um, get our void cards back. And like I said, mine is just an address change. It's still, <laughs> yeah. you know, still uh, it hasn't expired yet, and it's just just the address. But um, thinking in those terms of how many more people are buying guns. So this office of what I think was two people, you know, doing the FOID cards yeah. is now trying to do this for probably hundreds of thousands of people across the state of Illinois getting yeah. approval for FOID cards because they're out there trying to buy guns. Yeah, it's well, I think that's a huge problem. Just most states are with the system, you know, period is that it's just kind of built, you know, it's not set up right. I don't know what, you know, the answer is, but I mean, you see how many issues there are with anything that, you know, a state run that you try and like process something and it just, it always, it's like a nightmare trying to get mm -hmm. something done. Yeah. But, but sure, let's make our health insurance that way too. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. Uh -huh. Although right. sometimes yeah. I think with the gun stuff, I think some of it's on purpose, you know, how can we make it? you know, as difficult as, you know, possible for you to go through all the steps just to, you know, right. exercise <laughs> your right. And the, the states, they can't, they can't take away your right to own a gun. Although there are areas where they have done that. And, 
and the legalities of that, you know, I, I don't know, like the city of Chicago where you're not allowed to own a gun. Um, uh, but I forget what the hell I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know exactly what to say, but um, we're kind of like talking about like how, you know, maybe they can't necessarily like eliminate it completely, but they try to do any little thing to kind of, you know, right. so they can't completely legislate it out, but they make you jump through hoops. Right. You know, that was, right? was going to be my point. They can't necessarily take away your right to own the gun, but they can legislate what it's going to take for you to yeah. legally own that gun. And so, yeah, like you said, a lot of states are, are issuing different things one way or the other in order to inhibit those sales of guns. My take, you know, there, there's obviously, I think we're all in agreement, there's people that do not like the fact that you can own guns in the United States of America. We think it's ridiculous, but there's a lot of people that think that way. People that were born and bred in the United States think that, and they want your guns gone. We Listen, call those liberal cocksuckers. That's that my, that's my man. Every episode. Every single episode of Seinfeld, you can find the Superman logo if you pay attention. And Matt sneaks that in there. <laughs> clearly a lot of people that want to eliminate the second amendment they they don't want you to be able to have guns so they know that they can't just come and knock on your door and just take your guns and that you're just willfully going to hand them over because that's never going to happen you're going to have a shootout on the streets but what they are doing is they're shaming guns that's oh, yeah. what i say on, on kids for sure how many kids younger than us i guess the teenagers little kids early 20s are disgusted by the thought of guns well, yeah, they're I mean, disgusted by it. You can be the most responsible <laughs> gun owner in the world, and they think yeah, that's you own guns. That is disgusting. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's it's frightening. Uh, think so about they're shaming entire generations that <clears throat> once they become of age will have zero interest in ever buying a gun. I mean, think about it. It's now we're seeing certain issues with like the online the e learning. Like you know, God forbid if like somehow like in the background. There's a Trump, you know, flag, or maybe there's an NRA, you know, sticker or hat, or you know, or a Remington or Glock sign or something, you know, and it's the end of the world. Like, and you know, to me, you know, it's crazy because I look at, you know, this country is founded on guns. Like, this country's founded on shooting people in the face, you know, <laughs> because you know they're trying to take your rights away without, you know. To me, the Second Amendment is the most important besides, you know, right along with free speech. But you can't have free speech when you don't have a way to defend it. And, you know, it's what you're kind of getting at is like it's like a slow chipping away. So it's not like an outright, hey, we're coming, we're taking all your shit. We're, you can't have it. It's just it's a real slow like, like a, oh, we just need some, you know, and it's always under the thing of, you know, oh. Just uh, it's just a common sense thing, or if it just saved one person's life, and I think we all know, like, there's some obvious stuff. We don't want people who are bad to have guns, but a lot of the stuff that you know they label as common sense stuff is, you know, ways to keep us law-abiding people from getting it. You know, why should a single, you know, mother have to wait three days, you know, in Illinois before she can get 
her firearm to protect herself. You know, or maybe she's being abused or stalked and she has to wait 72 hours before she can defend herself if she didn't already have a, you know, a gun. Like certain things like that are, you know, like it makes no sense to me, but, you know, and it's under the premise of, oh, well. Talking about the gun, the gun hold. Well, yeah. So in Illinois, if I if I purchase a gun today, I have to wait three days to get it. I and think that there's actually a little bit of sense to it. I think what the legislation was trying to do was to stop, you know, your yeah. I, I think yeah, they think the that sort of get it right then and there and you pop them. Yeah, but how many times does that happen? I don't know. I mean, per, per, apparently, apparently it happens I mean, enough that they uh, want to legislate it. I mean, you know? personally, if you know, if I decide I was going to do something, I'm not going to change my mind and be like, oh, well, I'm just not going to go and kill people because I had three days to, you like, know, like sit you, around. Like, to me, like, three days to put together a good plan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's uh, I mean, I didn't even think about that. I mean, like, how could I make this even better so I get away with it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, let's let's say there was a certain number that maybe it does help or affect certain things. Does that outweigh, though, the people that maybe like. Okay, so you stop one person from going out and doing something bad they might have done anyways, but you hindered this person that you know wasn't able to protect themselves, and it's their right as being a person, a free person, to defend themselves. Personally, I don't think you should have to go through nowhere near as much stuff as you do, but you know, we're we're playing games where oh well, we stopped this one person from being killed because. This person was mad, but, you know, this person died because they couldn't protect themselves. So I, I feel like it's kind of like a arbitrary, like, point where it's a feel-good thing. Like, well, you know, we saved this person. We'll focus on that, but we won't focus about on the people that, you know, couldn't have it because of our law. Like, wow. So, I mean, you could go back and forth on both sides all day. And, you know, I don't know. It's – I just feel like it's one of those things just to – fuck with you but i don't have any stats in front of me but i could be damn sure that there's more people killed in this country by illegal guns oh than by legal guns no doubt about it i mean mean, you've got a vast majority of your legal gun owners who those guns are sitting in gun cabinets in their home and and they hunt and they may go out target shooting and they teach their family, younger generations, how to use a gun, how yeah. to properly use a gun. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, what's that percentage? I don't know, but I know it's got to be skyrocketing yeah. as far as the illegal guns that are going into major crime areas in, in your cities. And uh, you know what? I don't think that all the gun owners across this country need to be penalized for yeah i'm sure at least for illegal guns that are going into you know getting into criminals hands in in the bigger cities and stuff there there has to be some type of legislation 
uh, tougher laws that go into effect as far as when they catch these criminals with illegal guns and what happens. Or do oh, we yeah. slap them on the wrist, they're out on the street, and the next day they've got a new allotment of guns to go out and start shooting. Oh, them. yeah. And, and that's what Kim Fox, you know, you see how many people that they arrest, and I know some CPD you know, officers that say, like, how directly she's been, like, impacting violence because they'll arrest someone for illegal guns or, you know, let's say some other kind of violent, you know, crime. And it's like, boom, they're right back out on the street. They don't yep. get prosecuted or they get the minimum, you know, uh, punishment and they're right back out. And it's the same people doing it over and over. But, you know, with certain like these little kind of, you know, laws that they, you know, make to try and, they say, you know, whoever save one life. But the thing is, how many laws can you make? Is my this is where I stand on is, you know, yeah, we need a basis of laws, which you know we have way more than just like a standard basis of laws. But say, like, you know, everyone wants to keep adding new gun laws, new gun laws, and at what point does it work? I mean, how many, right. <laughs> you know, you can't legislate your, yourself out of problem. We have to look at what's making people, you know, act like this, how we could stop it and how we can keep good people, you know, able to protect themselves because just putting a law in place or putting a sign up, like it doesn't stop, you know, criminals. They're not going to the store and buying their gun legally. They're not, you know, going to go, oh, well, murder's against the law. Well, I don't care about that one. But, oh, there's this, you know, arbitrary gun law on the book. So I guess I won't shoot this person. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're willing to commit murder, you know, one of the worst crimes you can, you know, commit, why would you stop because of a gun? You know, so unless it's, it's unless it directly, like, <laughs> yeah. Stephen Paddock wouldn't shot anybody. So like, and so, unless you so can stop these people so, from obtaining them completely without hindering good people, it's just there's no way. So are are you trying to say the criminals <laughs> don't obey the law? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's I know all, right all that so, all that uh, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> I'm running with. That's, so it's, do you that's guys exactly know it. why why the Second Amendment was written? Well, it's written and you know, to kill the goddamn redcoats. It, no. it wasn't probably it to wasn't, prevent anybody from being able to. Uh, it's against yeah. a tyrannical government to be well, able to that, stand right. up for your yes. right. That's what I was to be yeah, able to not not only to stand up against a tyrannical government, but, but so to nobody can in support well. of our government against another yeah. government. Because back in the seventeen late seventeen hundreds, I think the Second Amendment was seventeen ninety one. And uh, it was part of the Bill of Rights. And it was basically so that civilians had the right to bear arms to uh, prevent being overrun by a tyrannical government or a foreign government coming because our federal government really did not have a federal army. Yeah. Back then, they were state militias. So a Prior state to the constitution when we were under the articles, right? A, yeah, but a state militia. No, there were there wasn't a federal army and navy and everything in the late 1700s. I mean, this country was just beginning. Right. 
they didn't have and uh, what was it 13 yeah. the 13 original states yes i mean my history is not that good anymore You're doing all right anyway all right. so of those at least the way i read it there was no federal army or at least there wasn't a federal army that could by itself go up against england or france or spain or whatever back then so it was counted on of the, civ the civilians, civilians of the states to uh, be a state militia to support the federal government so that it, therefore it protects you from our government trying to take our guns because somewhere down the road who's to know that our government doesn't turn against the people and the people even though in today's modern warfare, I don't think civilians with our 12 gauges stand a chance against the United States Army and, and everything. But back in the day when this was written, that's primarily what it was for. But, and, and largely, and then after, once the United States developed the greatest military on earth, we've never had, we've never had any other countries invade and fight on our land because if they get past our military, well, then you got another 150 pissed off Americans and, loaded with guns. The secondary backup. Military. Yeah. And, and that's they really, I mean, and that's why we've never had forces on our own land. They I do know. the little sneak attacks. Yeah. And that's it. And when you think about it, I mean, just, just think if there was a movie, I think back in the eighties about, some kind of an invasion in through California and some, oh, some, Red Dawn. Red some Dawn. teenagers Red Dawn. repelled the Russian army or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but none, nonetheless, it's still, yes, if something like that were to ever happen and our government forces could not prevent them, then I think that, yeah, it would be expected as American citizens to pick off as many of them as we can with our 12 gauges and our 30 thirties. I mean, it's, yeah. We would become a civilian militia representing our state and our country and, and fighting. So that's why it was written to to be able to protect people to own the guns and that no government could ever take those guns away. But there's a like whole that. lot of legalities yeah. about can states mandate this and mandate that, you know. So some some of your states see it as man, this is, this is a holy amendment right here. And this is the way it is. And, you know, they can walk around with guns and stuff and they probably have far less crime than yep. places like the city of Chicago, where they don't allow you to have a gun yet. Everybody who shouldn't have one has, <laughs> has yeah. three. And it's as violent as <laughs> Afghanistan. Like, sure. Probably worse. Right. Huh? By, by death count. Yeah. Like, I mean, hell, we, we, yeah. We, we could take a, a, a trip over to Afghanistan and go walking through the street, and it might be safer than some places of walking down the street in Chicago. And it's that's sad to say. That's sad to say. And that's a whole different reasoning for why it is that. But, I mean, it's just it's it's a sad fact. I don't even know if it's walking down the street anymore. I think now if you're driving on the expressway, you better yeah, watch you're getting out. shot on Dan Ryan or some shit. But it's, 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 I mean, cyber killings, you know, hey, we don't need to go up to the house. We'll just drive down the road, pop them <laughs> off on the expressway. Right. No, I think that was a pretty good explanation of, I mean, I don't think I could have said it much better. I, Dad killing it. Yeah. Killing it. Yeah, Mr. Huff killing it. Um, you know, I, I mean, to me, it's, 
it's an inherent right that is just as important as any other right. And it's kind of funny. We see the Second Amendment kind of takes – it's become like a second-class right, you know? Like everyone – well, now we're starting to see the first one is starting to go too with the tech censorship and, yep. you know, mm-hmm. the cancel culture. You can't say shit, which we've talked about a lot. But, you know, I, I just never seen anything – a right – treated as badly as the second amendment you know and and people always talk about oh well there's all these restrictions you know on driving and all this stuff which driving you know i mean we're talking we start getting into like privileges and like you know driving was stuff like that i mean i mean i don't know i i don't put that on the same level as to me one of the single most important rights that a person could have even without government without anything just think of you know cavemen or you know whatever the right to defend yourself and you know your family and your property to me that's the most fundamental right that you can have at the end of you know since the beginning of time that's what why government was even you know created in the first place was to form together some kind of a civilization to protect each other and you know not let chaos ensue and i think you know we're getting away from you know, our roots that, hey, everyone has the right to defend themselves at the end of the day. I don't, you could put whatever kind of bullshit you want, you know, about what could happen if someone d- did this or did that. But at the end of the day, who is someone to tell you, you can't defend your family well, with the best means necessary, right? Look at that, uh, that couple. They were both lawyers in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the McCloskey's right or McCloskey's? McCloskey's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, the last the last I heard, they were they're charged. Yeah. They they have been charged and charged with what? I'm not really quite sure. I mean, Missouri is fairly a, a I think a pretty liberal state when no. it comes to gun ownership. Missouri? Missouri, yeah. I mean, Missouri, you can walk in and buy a gun yeah, and walk out. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be a very... Well, he means they're open. To right. like they're open. Yeah, they're mean, open. They're, like liberal to... Not not liberal in the sense of like their oh, politics, free, no, but like... I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm, no, okay. I'm not yeah, talking I mean. like political liberals. No, yes. It's just they are much more... When you open, here's liberally. They are open. No, to I the was. Second I, I knew what he was saying. You can go. You can go to a gun store and you can buy a gun and you can buy ammo yes, they're, and they're, you can walk out of there. They're pretty pro gun or pro <laughs> self defense. Right? Yes. Not too bad. Yes. Um, but there's so much political pressure from the left to charge this couple. That is merely out in front of their house trying to protect their house against any of these people that are out there rioting, destroying people's property. An angry mob. Yes, an angry (laughs) mob that's destroying people's property at will. That that broke into their gated community. Uh, You know, they were not welcome there. It was a private community. Uh, And yet, you know, you have to fear that they're going to, you know, cause destruction. Hell yeah, I'd be out there with a gun too. You know, don't don't come on my property and don't think you're going to break out my windows. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and so then to get charged for that, it, it I'm positive that it's not the the AG in the city of St. Louis. It, it's outside forces that are trying to 
push for charges against them. Oh, yeah. I think they're, and that's uh, where they want to politicize everything. Oh, I think it will too. I don't see how anything could come of it. Because it's dangerous. They've become, unfortunately, a part of the whole narrative. Yeah, it's to or not, because it's a very colorful picture of them. They look kind of goofy. The wife can't hold the gun. Sure, I I absolutely believe they had no idea. They had no idea what they were doing out there with those guns. I mean, there's no question about that. And I feel I I feel like it's. But they had, as far as I'm concerned, they had every right to stand their ground. Absolutely. Property. As far as I know, they didn't threaten to shoot anybody, right? No, they didn't say I'm going to shoot you. No, No. they just stood there with the gun. They just brandished it. That's all. Yeah. Show you, hey, this, hey. this is what we got. You better not, yeah, <laughs> better not come in closer. But and I think it, it's just a perfect. It's a, totally a political, you know, stunt. stunt. It is, and it, and they're two very inexperienced people. They're t- really they're not even necessarily pro gun people from the backstory that I've, you know, read. People who said, Let's but hey, so, you know what? They had it, but it's the perfect way for. Anti-gun people say, oh, look at, you know, they could pick apart these two people. And you don't have to be an expert to defend yourself, but they'll use it as like, oh, yeah, like, look how they're doing this. Or they're, you know, goofy. They have no business owning guns or, you know, it's just they'll take any spin on it that they want. And just any way to, like, well, you know, if they have no experience and, you know, what if this happened? What if that, you know. They're playing into hypotheticals and feelings, you know, oh, these, you know, they try and, you know, make these, this angry mob seem like they're these nice, you know, people, these nice people who are just protesting outside their house, you know, didn't deserve to have guns pointed at them. And, you know, you know, they'll twist the narrative anyway, you know, they possibly can. And, you know, that's all we're seeing. And that kind of goes back to trying to legislate. Right, they're trying to legislate it out. So, oh, we can't stop you. Maybe we can't take them away from you. But guess what? If you even think about using it, well, <laughs> you know, we might well, just, you know, oh, yeah, just give you ten years in prison for brandishing a fire. Like, like if somebody like, breaks into your home, right? You walk downstairs and you see them. They start running out with your laptop. And they start kind of trying to make exit out of your home and they got your laptop and you shoot them. In I'm the shooting back. them in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you shoot them in the back and you kill them, guess who's in trouble? No, now? I'm shooting them in the ass <laughs> because I don't want to let them go. And I really don't, I really don't want to run out in the yard in my underwear, try to tackle them. So I'm shooting them in the ass. Yeah. It's, and this is scary thing is for anything, you know, Anything you try and do, it's always set up for us law-abiding people. We can't protect ourselves or our property, but they can. Do, you know, criminals can do whatever they want, right? Right? Because the laws don't apply to them. Speaking of the, law, and then they're not held accountable. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like us law-abiding citizens, my concealed carry license expires December fourteenth. You know, so legally I can carry for a couple more days, but then boom, December fifteenth, I'm an asshole. I can go to jail, prison, like. I can I can get you know fill the long to the dick of the law. Well, here so. this is what I was telling Rick earlier. I don't, I don't know if you were down here or not, or if you're in the bathroom. But if you got to put in your renewal and then s- screenshot it, look at the receipt because I wanted. I was telling him it said COVID nineteen and my expiration, so I'm hoping now I, we gotta 
look into this. I mean, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to stop carrying my gun. I don't give a fuck whether they renew in time or not. But, um, He's a rebel. you know, uh, it's something to look into. As far as I'll have to see, I think I have it on my phone. But when you renew it, make sure that you look. And I think it says that I take that as they're extending it. Like they have with like everything else, but they, they extended the real ID, so hopefully. They so it. I'm hoping that's what I that means, but next year. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they just oh well, you know, still oh, no, carries not too important. They've, they've, we'll extended, fuck you over. they've <laughs> extended everything from driver's licenses to yeah. auto licenses, License all that stuff has been extended. Place. Yeah, it's so, all been extended. They should. <laughs> no shit. But you'll find you'll find out the one thing they didn't extend was the concealed weapon thing. Oh no, we're not letting you. We're not we're not extending that one. You're going to jail. Yeah, it's. Then another thing, uh, one again to, man, I wish I would have brought it, but I know, in general, I don't know the exact statistic, but like, so if we want to talk about like AR-15s, and how they want to, right? It's like this big deal that these need to be banned and they're so much worse than anything else. But if we get back to, it's like almost like 1%, not even just AR-15s. I think it's rifles in general, long guns in general. It's like 1% of all like crime, like killings are by rifle. Almost it's 90, you know, eight, 99% is all handgun gang, mostly gang violence. And you see, they never, you never see them go, oh, we need to get rid of handguns. You know, they might try and limit capacity and stuff on magazines, but, you know, what's responsible for killing the most people, you know, you don't hear about, but you hear about the 1% for this rifle that, you know, is involved in, because it's using high profile stuff, right? So they're not using the streets. Unfortunately, they're using them in mass shootings, but, you know, I feel like this goes back kind of like the way the media portrays stuff. They make it sound like, you know, this is an everyday, you know, occurrence where there's just our main problem is these high profile mass killings with this particular rifle. And it's not. It's a small percentage. The majority of our shooting each other, <laughs> you know, in these and mostly liberal run cities like Chicago, New York, LA, you know, that's where the high majority of our gun violence is and banning AR15s is not going to stop that. And I don't think banning AR15s would even stop school shootings. They'll just, you know, figure out a different, you know, whether it's a handgun or a shotgun or, you know, so my thing is, you know, where does it stop? Well, they're yeah. all illegal in Chicago right now anyway, so it, really, <laughs> it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. There's right. more of them in Chicago yeah. since it became illegal than there was when it was legal. So. I spill it on your stuff? A little. We'll <laughs> Spilling beer over here. But let's go back to 1791 when they wrote this great Second Amendment Beautiful. about us having being able to yeah, have guns. Back in those days, what were they shooting? Powder? Muskets. Black powder? Muskets, yeah. Okay. Loaded after every shot. So you would have to have the assumption that as the world modernizes, so do the weapons 
that people are using for protection. The way they yeah. wrote it, they clearly knew that things were going to evolve. Well, well over sure, time. right? They clearly yeah. were aware of that. So, but it, having that in mind, they knew they knew guns would. They had I, to have known guns would oh, be yeah. better, I, more powerful, quicker. Everything. I don't know the wordage. Maybe one of you guys want to Google it or something. But um, in the Second Amendment, it it basically says weapons is, is yeah, the, the to, bear I I read it. to bear arms. So the right to bear arms and yeah. something weapons. So yeah, it doesn't necessarily say that you're only allowed to use black powder muskets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, you're allowed to use. It is. It's, it's non-specific. Yeah. It's very broad as far as it's meant to be timeless that civilians no? can use for themselves. And when they were writing this, they were smart enough to know that the world is going to evolve yeah. and therefore the weapons are going to evolve. Uh -huh. And just like Matt said, you know, AR-15s are not the reason people are getting shot and killed out there on the streets right now. It's really not. Yeah. It, it's handguns. It's illegal handguns. To, to the AR-15, let me ask you a question. Let's see what everybody thinks. Is, does it, is it agreed that civilians should not be allowed to own um, rocket launchers, grenade launchers, army tanks? I guess it could be. I don't you know. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that probably shouldn't be able to yeah, own yeah. But I, I, I would also say that that's not like the main, let's say the main, you know, military rifle or side you know or like weaponry you know i think that some of those could go more as weapons of mass destruction sure. i mean okay. no so we're not talking we're talking like explosives we're not talking nuclear man. yeah but yeah. we are talking so, about yes yeah, so is that we're getting like so yeah like maybe someone shouldn't fucking have like that's, that's some kind of crazy bomb or that's fucking rocket launcher i didn't know what like where you're going people, with the question Civilians should not be allowed to own AR-15s because it is a military-style weapon. And to those people that make that argument, it would kind of fall under that sort of weapon of mass well, under, destruction kind of category. Kind of, yes. Let me finish. So uh, the question is, should we be allowed to buy I think we should. And the reason that I think we should be allowed to own them is because we already had them, and now they're trying to take them away. Had from day one we never been allowed to own them, and yeah. we would have fallen under the same category as an army tank, a rocket launcher, or a grenade launcher. I would, probably wouldn't be so passionate about it. Yeah. But the fact that we were allowed to purchase them, and now millions of people have them, and they want to take them those away from you, and limit your right to ever buy them in the future, that's the problem. That's what doesn't sit well with me. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Uh, well, I think it goes back to like what, uh, what, what your dad's explanation. No, I we can. I, mean, I think it's. I think you were kind of. What? No, no, I just I I wasn't sure. Like, I yeah, I didn't know you're trying to like what you meant. What's the difference of the guy that walks in with an AR-15 into the mall and he shoots, uh, forty-five shots and kills three people? Or the guy that walked in with the um, forty-five pistol and shoots three shots and kills three people. Yeah, the, what, your outcome. What's, what's really the difference? I mean, it's the AR-15. Yeah, it is. It is a military-style weapon, and it will, with someone who is 
I would say very experienced with it. Um, probably oh, will kill accurate. more people with that if they're determined, if that's what they're determined to do. But you know what? If they're that determined to do it, they're going to find, oh, uh, yeah. you know, they're going to find a way. These terrorist type people, they find a way to get done what they want to get done. So I think, I mean, I, I think it kind of goes back to what you're saying, uh, Rick, with the way it reads is, I mean, the Second Amendment was meant for what was common. And this has been uh, backed up in Supreme Court cases like Heller and um, I think this is fucking Heller. Yeah, I think. Um, where, you know, they've decided that what, you know, that the Second Amendment supports people owning and carrying firearms that are common. Like, uh, there's a certain uh, amount of, like, characteristics that they described. You know, it had to be, like, something that, you know, was one of them was being a common firearm, a firearm of, like, you know, this country, like the people. Like, what is a popular, you know, obviously handgun would be covered. An AR-15 is one of the most popular, you know, rifles, defense rifle, sporting rifle. They're using it to hunt um, wild hogs um, in Texas. That's huge. But I think it goes back to the Second Amendment. They were talking about what the military was using at that time. And the main, you know, they're using muskets. But that goes into, over time, what is... You know, the AR-15 is our common, you know, well, now, I mean, there's a military version because really the AR-15 is a civilian version of, you know, whether you're going to say like M4, M16. So, um, so the AR-15 is actually developed for the civilian market specifically, but, you know, it's, it's our common gun of our time. And I believe how he explained it. It transfers over with you're looking at black powder and muskets it, were the sidearms or the rifles of that time. It's well, these these are our muskets. It's the, right? it's the evolution of yes. the militia. OK, so back in the 1700s, the militia was black powder and buck knives. OK, yeah. well, now those that has evolved into rapid fire machine guns and stuff like that. So. If the American people may be called upon at some time in our lifetime to defend American soil as a militia, you need at least you, something you, decent. You never know. <laughs> Look at all these countries that uh, their cities are being invaded by foreign armies and stuff like that. Yeah. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Sure. <laughs> So, you should put but, some of that in that sauce. So, in that respect, should should the American militia be sitting here with black powder muskets, <laughs> yeah. and 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 the North Koreans are invading, yeah. and we're the only way to defend ourselves is a black powder musket because that's really all the the Second Amendment <laughs> called for. No, you stop I shooting, think it's, I have to refill my musket. And, and I'm not saying that everybody in the country should run out and get AR-15s to protect ourselves against foreign invaders. But, uh, you know, I, I think that in that respect, if if ever called upon to, to be in a state militia, that people being prepared for that, and we all know that there are groups of people out there 
that are are prepared for that. Um, oh yeah, and I mean they're radical groups. A lot of them are radical groups, but there are radical militia out there that are sure that we're going to be invaded or we're going to be taken over by our own government and they're going to protect us. And I'll bet you every one of them has a rapid fire machine gun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Certainly. Certainly. Um, you are. Well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I keep every no, time I was going to yeah, talk. Yeah, I can say. Well, because I'm looking up the Constitution and Second Amendment, they actually have the exact words and that signal down here. But um, you talking shit about my house? <laughs> no, I got T-Mobile. I'm talking shit about them. <laughs> and I, I, I also like to say how I view the definition: bear means on you, and yes. arms means, yes. you know. Weapons, military right. style rifles, or arms whatever are, that be. Arms are yeah. weapons. Yeah. I mean, that's what they are. They are, and we have that right to bear or bear own, have upon us those arms. And I also think there's a, a lot of people have an expectation that, and it's kind of portrayed as that, like, like my Air 15 is, I mean, it's semi automatic. So, Air 15s on the market, the you know civilian versions. You're only it's same as if like like my handgun that I carry. So you're going, you're going one trigger pull, one bullet comes out. One trigger pull, one bullet. Now you can, in certain states, filing for you know ATF paperwork and going you know tax stamps. You can get machine guns in this country, but it's super expensive. You're talking like, you know, you're talking about probably twenty thirty thousand dollars. To well, buy a, a fully automatic machine like gun now. It, it wasn't so long ago yeah. you could get that. Yeah, you, you could. Yeah. You could At one time it was states. legal where you could right. just without, you know, all this. But now it's pretty regulated where, you know, it's even like you want to get a suppressor. Like you can get a suppressor in a lot of states, but you got to pay it, you know, a couple grand to get the tax stamp, you know, or whatever. And they're super expensive. But. I think a common misconception about the the standard AR-15 that the majority of us people own, they claim like it's, it's a, fully yeah, and it's not. Well. And so it's really, you know, they try and make it seem like it's a whole lot different than, you know. It's not going to fire any faster than yeah. my nine millimeter. Exactly. So it, it's based on the skill and the competency of the person, but, you know. They're easy. Obviously, I mean, any rifle's easier to shoot and more accurate as long as it's not, you know, fully automatic. It's gonna change your accuracy. But if it's semi-automatic, think about it. You're instead of holding a pistol, you're you have, you know, a buttstock, cheek weld, you know, up against your cheek, in your shoulder, and your other arm. So like any rifle, you're gonna be able to shoot people better. I mean, that's <laughs> that's common sense. I am I am much, much better with a rifle than I am a pistol. Yeah. I am not good with a pistol. I'm at all. good with a pistol. I'm way better than. Are pistol. you really? Because yeah. it's so much lighter. It's so much easier for me. You're literally, literally a trained trained killer. Trained killer. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just feel like and with United States Marine. Yeah. I'm more than competent enough to hit a large thing yeah. hopefully not a body uh that's out in front of me which would typically you know let's just say houses being broken into okay 
10, 15 feet away from me, maybe. I'm more than competent to do that. But if you put a beer can on the, you know, something and I shoot at the beer can and I'm trying to hit the center of the beer can, if I'm lucky enough to catch the side of it or whatever, for me, that's good. Yeah. With a rifle at 10 times the distance, I can probably put it right in the middle of it. Yeah. But it's like that that closeness versus the shortness of the, uh, the barrel and everything. I'm just not, I'm not dead on, you know, I'm yeah. not one of these guys you see on TV that's boom, you know, it's, I'm not yeah. a dead on shot with those with a pistol, but, and, and I'm not even a dead on shot with a rifle either, but give me time and, and I'm there and calm. I yeah. can fire off a pretty good shot. And, but I think it just is part of the misconception about like these air 15s are super killing machines. Like, I mean, yeah, the you know, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you got to make a decision to shoot someone, but just be like, oh, we shouldn't have them because they're that much better at killing people. To me, no, uh, they're that much better at me protecting myself from, you know, multiple attackers, uh, angry mob outside my peaceful gated. Protests. Yeah. Yeah. Peaceful <laughs> protest. Right. <They're> cool. yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a whole nother factor that goes into this, just the way our world is today. And I say world because I don't think it's just the United States. I, I think it's the world abroad where um, it's like people have lost patience with other people nowadays. It's like, you know, it, whether it's road rage or what it is, yeah. there are things people just don't, you don't have the niceties that you had back in the 60s and 70s and you know, things started to become a little more independent in the yeah, 80s and 90s. And now it's like yeah. everybody is independent of everything. And, oh, okay. you know, you know, you want to have a rule for every little minority group along the way. Well, you can't yeah. do this. You can't do that. And people are frustrated and and tired and impatient and angry. And um, so that it's mentally i think is an issue across the world where there's yeah. more shootings simply because of there's more disparaging things going on to people uh that maybe aren't getting the help so that they need for things so I, you're saying that we have more of a mental illness problem than a gun problem well I, i'm not sure i want to i would say that there is a definitely a mental illness problem uh, I don't think that that's a huge percentage, but I think that that is definitely a part of the percentage growth in people that are being shot is by the mentally ill that due to the mass population and budget cuts and basically not understanding how some of these people are getting to that point of being a, a mental illness where they're unstable and for some reason they want to shoot somebody or something, um, you know, but I mean, the biggest factor has got to be the inner cities and the illegal guns being sold in the inner cities. Mm -hmm. And so it's all of the trafficking of the guns and the distribution of the guns. And I think law enforcement needs to do, I think there's so much room for improvement for trying to track down and stop, you, you know, these guns are coming in in semis, you know, they're not sneaking in 
you know, the size of a mousetrap into the city. They're coming yeah. in in friggin' semis, you know, loaded full of illegal guns. So I just think there has to be a more concerted effort between the federal government and the state government and the local governments to crack down and keep these guns from coming into the city. What a CIA, FBI, ATF. Oh, I, I was just gonna say, Seriously, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought <laughs> well, that up. Should we, should we some of that, break? some of that, they, they may be bringing it. You know, this truckload's brought in by the CIA, and this truckload's coming. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. why, why don't, why don't, why don't we take a quick little break? Okay, we're gonna take a quick little break, and uh, we're gonna jump right into that. That's a fun one. Okay. Oh, okay. I got right. that. Let's do it. All right, we are back on Bad Habits Podcast. We realized that we forgot to do an introduction in the very beginning because Matt and my dad, Rick, by the way, we have a new uh, guest here today. Dad, this is Rick. He wanted to join us and have some fun today, so he's here. Um, Matt and Wish, or Wish and Rick were, were really rocking and rolling when we started it up, and I didn't want to interrupt them, so I just started recording. So, Quick little so, introduction, and as you can tell, this episode's about the Second Amendment and guns. So. All right, Matt, you wanted to say something. We took a little break. And, yeah. Uh, I want to jump right back into that. Kind of going off of what uh, Rick was talking about with illegal guns you know, being brought in the country. And we're kind of alluding to like the government being responsible for some of it or a lot of it. You know, Not sure how much. But we know for a fact under Obama and Eric Holder, uh, the ATF basically released, I don't know, I forget the number. It was tons thousands of illegal guns and they gave them to basically mexican cartel members fast and furious Furious was the operation and the hope was that they were gonna like have this you know great kind of like sting where they you know track these illegal guns and arrest these cartel members but yeah in the process you know hundreds probably i'm sure of innocent americans you know and probably, you know, Mexicans in Mexico were killed using these illegal guns. So that's just one of the like kind of points that it's like, you know, they're very everyone's worried about what legal gun owners are doing and what our part is in what the hell is our government. Yeah. But what you know, but it's okay for the government to act completely irresponsible. But you know, guys like me, you know, who I just checked, I've been carrying a gun on me every day since twenty seventeen. Haven't shot or killed anyone you know rick's had guns for a long time i'm pretty sure he hasn't you know killed anyone that i know of (laughs) he's like (laughs) no not yet (laughs) you know evan well (laughs) you want to talk about it uh, skip (laughs) yeah i mean but yeah you're right i mean the government um Again, it goes it goes back to the Second Amendment, and I think you really have to what was what was in the minds of the um, the founders who wrote these amendments and wrote our Constitution. um, So many things they had to think of the future and and what they were writing and how it would affect the future. And so, you know, when they say that they're trying, you know, giving civilians the right to bear arms against tyrannical governments, um, against foreign governments, 
you know, you, you really have to look at where is where is this world today? And, and you know, re, I don't nobody out there has the facts on this, but, you know, I, I know there's a, a certain amount of truth to it that our government does a lot of things that are illegal. Oh, yeah. And I'm not I'm, right I'm not blaming yeah. one particular president. It's it's I would say that every president out there has allowed illegal or maybe not even known about these factions or divisions within the CIA and the FBI and, wow. and all these things that are running covert operations to yeah. for either for information or for what they think maybe is a good thing uh but turns out just like that not to be so good when Americans are getting killed by guns that were given to cartel criminals um by our own government yeah, yeah. I don't think that uh, to be honest with you I think a lot of that is I don't think the president really even has much of a say in it. I think the CIA has a lot of that shit. And if the president likes it or not, I don't think they Sure, like I said, they're, 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 they're going to do it. So many of them are covert right. operations that bleed from sure. one presidency sure. into another presidency. Yeah. And the president probably, he has no real idea of what kind of operation the CIA is is running for a particular reason papers, or something. he may not know about it. You know, and yeah. right? Yeah, there sure. goes, you know, a whole lot more podcasts of what the CIA has done and um um <laughs> charles manson and uh, you know so many so many things where the cia has been involved with illegal uh, things that have gone on uh john f kennedy i yes. mean there's you know nobody can is really gone to jail for any of this stuff or been proven to have done anything but jeffrey epstein there were yeah <laughs> there are so you know our government is can be very dangerous but to people out there real quick. two people have been charged in the epstein case yeah yeah only two None of the billionaires involved going to his island, but the two security guards that were on site. At the oh, the two yeah, security yeah. guards uh, that, yeah, yeah, what, they do sell pot or something. Yeah. No, no, they like allegedly Kedora. fell asleep uh, during the suicide. They were probably drugged. Oh, oh, the security guards. Oh, yeah, so the, the correction okay, officer. Yeah, the correction officer. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, CIA, they'll, they'll never do anything. Nothing well, that's what I kind of think the Second Amendment thing, you know, the importance of it is kind of coming full circle now. I mean, we see the way they're trying to restrict other freedoms. You know, there's a kind of debate with whether, you know, are they going to try and force people, you know, to take these vaccines if you don't want to. Uh, you know, I mean, who knows where they've been trying to lock us up for how many, you know, months and not let us go out. I mean... You know, there's a lot of things going on and with the riots that it kind of, I think, and that's why I think there are a lot of new gun owners because we're starting to, people are starting to see like, you know, maybe we shouldn't trust the government on everything that they're doing. You know? I'm going to go down a little conspiratorial road here. I'm not really saying this is 100% what I think, but I think some of those riots, clearly those riots were motivated and grew by means of the media, people jumping in, they see it on TV, they were jumping in, right? That's how it got to be so big so quick. Yeah. 
through Facebook, uh, Snapchat, whatever. Um, to go down the conspiratorial road a little bit, it makes me wonder if those riots were intentionally planned to get bigger, to incite more violence, to come after guns. I mean, is that crazy? Because I mean, we know the government. Yeah, who knows? We can't trust them. Is that plausible? Sure. I think anyone's Paul. Yeah. No, no, like yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse, Paul, the kid in yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Kyle, Wisconsin. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse. Is it possible that they were hoping for about forty more Kyle Rittenhouses? I mean, man, I I, I wouldn't put anything would past them. Really, would it be to come after your guns? If there, if there, were, if there was actual civil war inside during those yeah. riots in every or most major cities in America. Wouldn't it be really easy to start going after guns after that? But it didn't happen. Most people were pretty. Well, relaxed. you you've got to look yeah, at. It didn't quite happen as bad. But the people that were doing the harm was the. Oh, the liberal cocksuckers. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was I was gonna bring this up while we were talking about the uh, the pair of lawyers that were defending their home in St. Louis. Um, you know, they, they had a right to stand there with a gun and defend their home. Now, on the flip side of that, do I believe that Kyle Rittenhouse, as being a uh, citizen of the state of Illinois, has a right as a minor to get an illegal gun because a friend of his purchased it for him to go to Wisconsin Defend businesses and, and defend his. businesses that it's not his hometown. It's not his community. It's not, you I, know, I it's not his home. I just, in my own feeling, I'm, I'm, this is my opinion that maybe he has a bit of a mental issue. I think he's stupid. That he felt like he, he wasn't doing anything wrong. I think he felt like he was doing Something good, patriotic. patriotic to, you know, safeguard these businesses and people in this community against the rioters and, and everything. And I think he, I don't think he ever had any intention on shooting anybody. So and, but then because he's showing this force standing out in front of people like he's something with a with a gun that you know I, I think at some point they realized well you ain't so fucking tough and so they started in after him and he felt that you know maybe they were going to kill him and and he shot them and it's unfortunate because i don't think the kid is a killer or ever meant no. to be a killer i think what he wanted to do was feel like he was being helpful in protecting businesses, even though he should not have been there and he shouldn't have been there with a gun. I couldn't agree more. I think, I think the kid is just stupid. And I think he's going to be guilty. And I think he's going to be guilty. And I think he's going to go to jail because I just, I don't see any other reasoning for him not to go to jail. I, I think that whether he wanted it to end up that way or not, I don't think that he thought, I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to shoot as many of these motherfuckers as I can. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that was ever his intent. And and I feel bad for him in the respect that he felt like he had to kill someone to protect himself. But he put himself into that situation. Sure. Yeah. Would you think differently if that was 
uh, if he was a grown man and that was his own business and he was out there protecting the, the front if, of his business? I would feel differently, yes. Yeah. I would feel that that person is doing everything they can to protect their business. And when people were trying to invade the business and harm him, he's simply protecting himself. I think that Kyle Rittenhouse went to look for trouble. This one's a tough one. I don't know. I feel like I go back and forth on it a lot. I, I think it's pretty complex when you break it down. I don't think he should have been there. I don't think, well, technically nobody should have been there because there's an 8 o'clock curfew. So. Shouldn't have been going on so, at all. Yeah, period. so the riders should have been there in the first place. So you say no one should have been there. Um, now, it's tough. I don't know. It's tough because if you look at I was I've looked at some different theories and some different lawyers going back and forth on stuff. And, you know, the actual shooting part, I mean, he does have certain elements of self-defense because technically he never was an aggressor to anyone. He was attacked by multiple people. And I think there's a good case for that self-defense. But when you come from another state and – you know, whether you think you're doing the right thing or not, it's not going to look good. I mean, it doesn't look good for him. It, you what, know? At what point are you responsible for yourself yeah. when you put yourself into a situation like that? Yeah, you do put yourself. I mean, he put himself in a bad spot. I don't know. It's a tough situation, man. Part of me is like, man, that kid's fucking awesome. He killed, you know, people that were fucking trying to kill him. Like he did, you know, his best to survive. And then Parmy's like, oh, no, he's a fucking idiot. Like, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, if I was in his shoes, like, you know, and I was there, like, you know, if you thought you were doing the right thing for your country, for, you know, a community that, you know, it's not his community, but it's not too far away. I mean, part of me wants to, you know, resonate with that a little bit. Like, I think he meant to do the right thing. I think he thought he was helping. But then... You know, and you see all these people that get beat up by Antifa thugs and, you know, never defend themselves. They get dragged off. And so part of me is like, yeah, like, you know, finally someone fucking stood up to these, you know, thugs. So I think, and I think a lot of people are kind of split. I think there's a sentiment like, hey, you know what? Someone finally, you know, show these fucking people, like, we're not going to just sit there and let you throw bricks at us, burn our business and shit. But then also when you look into it, then you're like, yeah, but man, I don't know. It's no business for a 17 year old to be there and, you know, go. So it's not, like, not I mean, it's like, like you said, sentimentally, yeah. sentimentally, I'm on his side. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's a, I don't think he was a bad kid and I don't think he was looking to go there and kill people. Yeah. But do I think that he was legal in what he did? I, no, I don't really think that what, I mean, obviously it wasn't legal because number one, he's a minor. Number two, he's got an illegal gun. Just another way of people to get illegal guns. He has a friend yeah. who buys him a gun. Whether or not the intentions were meant, you know, for anything like that, it doesn't matter. The friend is is now in trouble for purchasing an illegal gun for a minor. That there was a murder. It's just a bad situation overall. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I try and look at, you know, I'm glad that, you know, he wasn't, you know, beat up by this mob. And I think he probably could have been killed by this mob. 
So, but at the same time, you know. You know, I mean, there were my biggest problem is these other people weren't held accountable too. I think that would make this a lot better. No one that attacked him was charged. No one. Well, there was multiple. It takes more than just there's more than just one person that was there that was not right. Right. You 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 know that that every district district attorney is going to have a scapegoat. And yeah. So Kyle Rittenhouse ends up being the scapegoat for the whole thing and. It, it's unfortunate because, like I said, I, I don't think that the kid was really a bad kid. I No, I don't think he I went there to kill people. I think, and, and, and I don't know this for sure, but just by some of the things I've seen, I'm not sure he was 100% there mind-wise. You know, I, I think he was a little bit of a nicety, happy kid. And, nicety, happy kid? Yeah. <laughs> what? He might have just had like a need to just feel like uh, he had to be part of a cause that was greater than himself. Right. Yeah. Like fulfill him because he didn't yeah. have that. Because I mean, who the fuck, just like you said, gets gets the gun from his friend, goes over the state lines, just selflessly, you know, an altruistic motive, maybe, I don't know, um, just helps these people that, you know, that are over there and... All that shit happens. I don't. Well, I mean, me, I, I used to be a small business owner. So if I knew, and where he's at in Illinois is not far away from, where? what, what town was Kenosha. it? Kenosha. Kenosha. Yeah. So he's he's like the next town across the state line in Illinois. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know, he's going hundreds of miles hundreds of miles across the state lines i mean he's it's probably 10 minutes from his town to kenosha yeah so when they Uh, make it say like across state lines they make it seem like he's traveled a long distance to accomplish his objective sort of thing right right but i mean me being a small business owner or previously a small business owner and uh you know my business was in orland park so let's just say uh, you know, the country is going through riots and different things and whatever. And I become aware that there are going to be riots, maybe in a certain part of Tinley Park or something like that, the next mm-hmm. town over for me. And I decide, okay, I know a couple of the business owners over there. I'm going to go over with them tonight and I'm going to help them protect their business. Just like if something like that were scheduled down my street where my business is, maybe there would be people that would help me protect my business too. Would I go there with a gun? Probably not. I would, I would probably go there with a baseball bat. Probably. I mean, and if somebody shot me, then somebody shot me, but I wouldn't go there to make it a gun thing. But if I was trying to help protect, uh, a friend and their business, I would probably not take anything stronger than Dude. a baseball bat because I don't want to be mur- I don't want to be killing people. You don't want, I really you don't. Also, you don't want to. You don't want. To I don't want to incite other people to kill either. Right. Correct. But I want something to protect myself. So perhaps with. maybe maybe the smart thing to do in a situation like that would be to bring. Bring your bat because the bat kind of says, "Listen, I'm not taking any shit from you, and I'm standing my ground." But it might also be smart to have a small little handgun in your ankle. Don't show it because you don't want to incite that kind of issue. 
But you know that it's there. Should it really hit the fan, you got that too. But again, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be out running the streets either. If I was over there trying to help somebody protect a business, I would be standing out front of their business, helping them protect their business, not chasing people up and down the street, which it seems like every video I've seen, Kyle Rittenhouse is running up and down the streets of Kenosha. And so where he's protecting a business or whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not seeing him you know, as an armed guard in front of a business, I'm seeing him running out in the streets with rioters and stuff, carrying a gun. So I don't see him standing in front of Ace Hardware. I think that makes him more open yeah. to the the crowd chasing him and being more vigilant against him, as opposed to if the crowd was going by and there's a few people standing up on the sidewalk against the wall of the business saying, don't fucking come over here and try and break this window or you're going to get yeah. cracked upside the head with a baseball bat. You know, there's a little bit. Now, that's not going to stop them from throwing their, um, what the hell they yeah, call it? Molotov cocktails. Yeah, or Molotov yeah. cocktails. I mean. And rocks and shit. I mean, I'm sure all that's going to happen too, but I, I just think don't think I would want to yeah. go there with a gun. I don't think I would. I mean, I definitely don't think we've seen the whole story. And like I said, I, I don't know. It's a hard situation. I don't know what's right or wrong, but, you know, I think what we can all say is I think the government, local governments uh, need to take, you know, a look in the mirror. This is the blood is on their hands because these riots should have never happened in the first place. And these local liberal politicians. They called the police. Yeah. Told the police to stand by. Yeah. Um, they they told police to stand down. Chaz, they you want to start your own city? You know, Go ahead. They were they refused <laughs> National Guard help from the federal government. You know, so to me, I feel they created this situation because you know what? Certain people are gonna get inspired to go out and do things or think that you know yep. they're gonna think that they're doing the right thing in their mind. Or maybe, you know, they're not going there to kill people. But guess what? When people, you know, on both sides start getting violent, things happen. And this situation should never happen in the first place. So I blame the government. I blame these Democrat, you know, governors and, you know, mayors and local politicians that have continuously allowed this kind of behavior to happen. They've and they've done. They've they encouraged, encouraged it. Yeah, they've He's gone out there and cheered on with his people. And then he, what, they, oh, yeah. what, what did they do after that? They threw bottles of cocktails through his fucking apartment. You know, it, it's crazy. So I, I think it's, you know, yeah, you know, we look at you know a seventeen-year-old's decision making, and he made some poor decisions. But look at how many adults were involved in this that are directly responsible for this even being possible. That kid should never have been there, but no one should have been there. It, <laughs> people shouldn't have been allowed to just burn down these businesses and yeah, I mean, create mayhem. So this is the government's problem. Getting back you know? to the, the issue, the issue is the gun. And he's a minor. He's a minor. And he was possessing an illegal gun. And that is just probably a super small percentage as to how people get uh, 
illegal guns in this yeah. country. Yeah. You know, a friend, a friend, yeah. or yeah, a friend or a family member goes out and buys a gun for someone who, for whatever reason, either has a felony background or is a minor yeah. or something like that, that they're not allowed to uh, to own a gun, and somebody buys it for them with probably mostly good intent, but. That is one form of yeah straw purchasing. Gun. You can build your own gun too, as well. You can buy the parts, yeah. the separate parts. If you have the right tools, drill the right holes, and you have a functioning firearm. Build your own bomb. Yeah, you can. Uh, you, can you can do a like, gun with be, like with the unregistered yeah. weapon, you know, with one of them three D printers. Oh yeah, you can make a gun with a three D printer. Damn, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah. You can operational gun. An yeah. operational yeah, gun with a three D printer. Yeah, you could yes. print all the parts out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a, well. That's pretty much almost what those kits are that you could buy. You could buy eighty percent, uh, you know, pistols. So you basically, you know, it's eighty percent of the way done. But you have to, you know, buy the other components and you have to drill certain parts or Dremel out certain parts to make it functioning. And you don't need to like you could just buy that anyone. You don't have to have a background check or do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You could buy it online, but. I mean, I, you know, uh, we're still kind of, I don't know, we're getting to the point where, like, how much is that actually? I don't know. You know, we're, we could go back and forth on I don't have stats on how much. I feel like that's probably a smaller amount of the problem. You know, we, we would focus on this. You know, like he said, you know, it could be maybe someone straw purchases something for someone. Maybe someone prints something. But, I mean, when they do these buybacks and stuff, when and a lot of them, those are criminals that have committed crimes and they're turning their fucking guns. You know, you never see. You know, most of these criminals, they don't have three D printed guns and shit. They got <laughs> stuff that they fucking stole from somewhere, or you know, bought on the black market. You know, whether it came in from you know Mexico or whether it was just a stolen gun in the states that is resold. I mean, the possibilities are endless. You know. I don't know, but I, I guarantee, you know, they'll focus on, you know, oh, well, you know, it's I mean, it's us law-abiding gunners that are buying shit for other people. You know, they'll make it seem like instead of a small percentage, like you said, you know, they'll try and inflate those, you know, perceptions. I think if the government took a look at every straw purchase out there and really, really cracked down on inner-city gangs – yeah. with guns and the cartels or whatever they may be that are supplying a lot of those illegal guns, that they could put a serious dent in the the killings that go on in the, in the inner cities. And unfortunately, and I don't say this to be racist or anything, but unfortunately it's it's blacks killing blacks in, in a lot of cases. Now, I'm not saying there aren't any white people in the gangs or that are shooting or getting shot or whatever. But, I mean, th that's basically what the stats say is that's what that's yeah. what happens the most. And that's unfortunate. And um, I think a lot of people that live in those communities are fearful of turning they probably know a lot of the people that are causing those problems in their communities but are scared to say anything because 
they'll be next on the hit list. They'll be the mm -hmm. ones to get the shots going through their window, oh, killing yeah. their three-year-old daughter sitting on the couch because they happen to talk to the police. Yeah, and just just talking to the police, the shit. The policeman might have been driving down the road and said, you know, hey, I saw a puppy down the street. Was that yours? No, it wasn't. Thank you. And but if a gang member sees that, it's like that yeah. bitch be talking about the gang <laughs> or whatever it is yeah. or something. And that night, shots come through the windows. You know, so th they're scared to talk. Oh yeah, because of their. Uh, the gangs weld so much power in so many of the communities, you know, and unfortunately, and it's a whole nother issue of why or, you know, how to stop that. But, you know, it's, it's the illegal guns that are causing most of the killings. No doubt about it. Yeah. I think, uh, how many guns do you own, Matt? One gun. What do you got? 38 revolver. <laughs> a revolver. <laughs> How about you, Evan? I got an AR-15, and then I got a Smith & Wesson 40. Uh, <laughs> many. <laughs> you don't have to name off every one yeah. of them, but how many you got? Uh, probably, let me see, nine or ten. Yeah. No shit. That's not that many. Like, I some people. Yeah. I think it's not crazy. I'd like another I mean, rifle, pistol, another shotgun or two, make it six. I got 12 oh, or 13. And and a lot of my 12 or 13 are guns that were handed down to me yeah. throughout my lifetime. You know, my, my first 410 shotgun and, you know, my first 12 gauge that I bought and 12 gauges that dad gave me and a 20 yeah. gauge and a 3030 and I bought a 4570 and I got a 38 revolver and a, a nine millimeter. Um, couple other guns in the cabinet or whatever, you know, but uh, they're all just, for the most part, they're all basic hunting guns yeah. in one way or the other, you know. Personal defense weapons are just hunting, you know. Utility <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that would be my personal defense certain you, you know, know i have a couple of handguns yeah we, i've got one on each side of the bed and uh then nice. you know i have other <laughs> i have other guns that are located in a couple of different spots throughout the house <laughs> but then but then most of them are in the gun cabinet yeah and you know they're not loaded or nothing now there are some that are hanging up that are loaded and they're ready to rock and roll if <laughs> i'm if i'm yeah. on the move through the house I can grab one on the way. That's smart. You, know? you never know. You literally never know. Yeah. You mapped it out, huh? Yep. And it's way high enough that, you know, my granddaughter can't get to it. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a lot. I think a lot of issues can be solved with enforcing, you know, what's already, you know, the rules already, the rules we the already rules. have. Yeah. I mean, Without, we don't need to create a bunch of new laws, but more importantly than just creating laws or enforcing them, because a lot of law enforcement's enforcing them as in they're arresting for it, but we need to prosecute. Uh, you know, arresting people for stuff does no good if they're not prosecuted and they're not sentenced. So, you know, and then I think, you know, we need to figure out why these, you know, these Democrat run cities are such shitholes and, shit you know, managed so you know poorly i think if we you know turn stuff around we could maybe you know eliminate some of the people that are so upset and or 
you know, turning to crime. And I mean, some people you're never going to change, but you know, I think if, I'll go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Say, like, if you're talking about like curbing, like the statistics of murder and crime and shit, like in some sort of yeah. way, prosecuting, definitely, you know, enforcing the law for sure. But like, if you want to get like the, to like the, the criminal mind, they don't, uh, they don't fear the law. They don't fear the police. They don't fear dying. They don't fear going to prison. It's, it's, it's street cred, right? It's gaining yeah. a reputation. That's that dude's son, 20 years, 40 years. He's an OG, you know, they don't fear that shit. They don't, like I said, they don't fear any of that shit. The prosecuting attorney, they don't fear the fucking judge. Someone without fear is like very, very fucking dangerous. dangerous. I mean, you can prosecute them all day. Cool. They're going to do 20 years. They're going to come out. You can go back on the block. And what do you know? That motherfucker's done 20 years. Hey, what's up, man? You know, slap up. What's good? Let's do this. And yeah, nice. Sometimes, unless they change. You know, I'm not saying, you know, it's that's the case. But sometimes they change it up. But I think I've always thought, like, after getting out of the military, if you... You have to instill, since they have no fear, you have to instill fear. I get these these people are savages. They will fucking take your life for a couple hundred bucks. Like, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> and 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 so these they're animals. So like you have to tap into a very dark side of yourself. And what they need to be taught is to fear their victim. That is because that's the only way that they're going to maybe second guess their next move. They have a, I mean, but see, here's the issue. They've been shot so many times and it, it just gains a reputation. It's until they die. It's just a really unhealthy mentality. They will, you know, it's just, they're, they're soldiers. But I feel like, I don't know, as a society, if more people stood up for themselves or just like, I mean, dude, the suburbs around us, like how many yeah. fucking robberies are going on? Oh, oh yeah. Hell. All Huge. the speedways, dude, <laughs> just keep getting, like, yeah. it's getting bad. And like at gunpoint, it man, it wasn't like that 10, 20 years ago when we were kids. Yeah. And now, and I don't know if you guys heard this, but an officer in Chicago has heard from people who are arrested out in the city that they refer to the South suburbs as Candyland. Oh yeah, I'm did sure. You, did you? He didn't read that, but yeah, that's that's what we are in the South Suburbs is Candyland, coming from someone you know, gang member they arrested in Chicago. But yeah, well, I'm glad I live far from Chicago. Yeah. So yeah. If, like I'm saying, if if you want to curb this, really curb this, more people. And again, it's like, oh well, more guns is more problems. Well, and and that's like another point I wanted to make. I do believe. That if you are carrying a gun, that you there should be some sort of shooting, a quarterly shooting qualification to keep you sharp. There should be something, some sort of training. Because if you're carrying a, a tool that can take a life one day, like you need to be good at what you fucking what do. You, do. What do you think about that? Every three, four years. Yeah, quarterly. Simple, a simple three, shooting. Four, no, four months. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Um, you shooting would shoot it like you know. A whole close okay. quarters, three, five feet. You shoot ten feet, fifteen feet. You shoot control pairs, hammer pairs. You shoot failure drills to the chest, one of the head, to the chest, one of the groin. Like I'm talking, like military. Like you're using, and that's just special me because. But not every. Most people can't shoot. 
and there was there would be i know but they would but or are you saying that you want but you're using but you also have a tool that can take away a life sure i feel i I don't know i don't really even though you know an 80 year old grandma who may only have one means of defending herself she cannot do a controlled care she cannot you know do what i like a military thing that i'm asking so there might have been some sort of standard maybe a separate sort of qualification but i do feel like there should be like a quarterly training like if you are concealed carry just because i mean i've had so much training i know i can shoot a pistol but let's say if you're an average joe who's just trying to have some sort of means to defend yourself you don't go shooting often but the situation arises where you know you're 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 unsure like you pull the pistol out you're on accident you have the finger on your trigger shooting yourself on accident or pulling it up the wrong way and already getting shot and like there's so like you know just the draw itself is its own thing well both of you two guys are concealed carry holders yeah yeah you have to take your class to get your uh, what what, how many classes is and how many hours total uh you gotta do initially unless you have military or law enforcement it's uh what 16 hours the first time uh i just did my renewal it's um well, I'll say it's about like three or four. And for the renewal. Yeah, so for the renewal, you just you do an overview of the class, you know, work, and then you go and you shoot. You got to qualify. Online or do, is that in person? In person, yeah. Because so, so you have to shoot. You so know. to renew, and how how good is your license? Uh, well, mine was from 2017 until now. So it's a four-year thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, three-year thing. Till 2021. So it's about a, oh, roughly yeah. three years. Like, okay, so you're saying. To all to obtain a weapon, you think that people should go through a class, something similar. Well, he's to saying that. a concealed carry. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? like I'm saying. Well, it sounds like they do. So. Well, no, like when you apply for your license, or you know, and, and you go through the class, the instructional, the shooting, you you know, do all that. But there's nothing after that for the next few years that that requires you to take another test Not so you, are you saying that you think it should be an annual thing i do i honestly think it sounds like it's every three years it's every three right I now i think like, uh, i think that if, if people are carrying a, a gun that like quarterly you know like you could and it, quarterly every dude for real three months yeah, or maybe I don't. Try, most try. people don't have that kind of time. Yeah, that is true. But I just think that there needs to be maybe a semi-annual test. Maybe it, it might even take ten or fifteen minutes just to do a shooting test, just to prove that you can shoot this weapon. Because man, if you what what you don't know is that if your finger is just to the right of the trigger, you're aiming that that the bullet's going to the right. If your finger's too far to the left over the trigger, the bullet's going to the left. You have to practice aiming or having the the trigger right in the center of your finger and then like i said knowing how to focus on the front sight tip and if you're going for self-defense like you know the the what's called like the the basics of like the like the fuck i totally forgot about like the failure drills learning how to use it the correct way to the chest one head to the chest one on the groin like you got to be really good at that or even the place two in the chest that have a small grouping like i feel like you gotta have uh, uh it has to be practiced a decent yeah level. but i think that a lot of people if you're being attacked you're happy if you hit them you're happy well, if, if you, you hit them anywhere and 
Right. No, I understand. What if you miss and you hit the little girl inside the window in the house next door? So, yeah, I absolutely understand that point. But I think in a lot of cases of people with guns, I mean, and if they're being attacked, they're they're happy to have gotten the gun out and made contact, you know, whether it be the leg or the chest or but. I don't th- I don't even think me if someone were attacking me or whatever would I be thinking double tap or double tap I'm thinking I just want to hit the, I want to stop this I want to stop this person from coming at me and Bye. trying to protect myself so you know whether I'm lucky enough to shoot off part of their ear or hit them in the jaw or the knee Hey, I'm I'm happy if I can stop uh, the progression of that violence. Yeah, here's, that, that is true. What I here's where I'm at because I agree with all of Evans' like sentiment. Like that's how I like think of like personally. Like I like to you know if I carry a gun every day, I like to hold myself to a certain standard. You know, I like to you know make sure that I'm competent. But I think that it's an issue when we can't have the government completely in control of that because you can't while i think people should who carry guns should be proficient and they should be doing all that stuff you know you start getting into situation where well even right now i mean i like doing that stuff but i can't fucking do that stuff because ammo went from 19 cents around to fucking like 50 cents around for nine millimeter and you can't even uh you can't even get it right now my father-in-law he just bought his first you know, gun ever, and he can't even shoot the thing because th- there's no the ammo people? at any of the what, what, shops. What if you paid for the class but they provided you ammo? So the well, I think if the government mandates, they should pay for the class. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Because yeah, that's now you're, point. you know, what about the single mom in Inglewood who, you know, is trying to protect her kids? So let's say if they allowed it, even I don't even think but they allowed Inglewood, right? It's called, but you know, but I think you're mandating, you're choosing who gets to you know exercise that right you know you you start choosing like you have to be of a certain caliber or you have to be of a certain class to you know exercise your right and if you look at realistically statistics are handgun fights oh fights uh gunfights you're looking at handgun you're looking at they usually last three seconds are from about three if I want to say it's three feet or three yards in distance and three rounds. So majority of your, you know, what you're going to be doing in real life is going to be like me to you, you know, maybe a little farther. And, you know, I want to be able to do more than that. I think people should be wanting to do more than that. And I mean, I don't think he's wrong in being proficient, but I don't agree with the government being able to mandate, mandate that everyone, because because well, let's say you know someone sitting in you know like you said like a grandma sitting in their house or maybe even a grandma's carrying. Now, if she's getting attacked in her car or at a gas station, does she need to be able to you know do headshots from fucking you know ten yards away? No, not really. But oh, <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I think all those things are, I think those are relevant points, but, but I just think it's as a widespread thing, it's kind of unrealistic for, 
And I don't think you really need to be that good to defend yourself. Right. I think if you I think you should want to be. Right. I think we should all want to be proficient and go and take target practice and and know how to dismantle our gun, load it, unload it, clean it, carry it properly. properly. Yes. I think we should all know and, and use it to with some proficiency i don't think we need to be um snipers or you know masters of the gun but because i think if if that becomes the law then you're going to lose over half of the people that are trying to carry a gun because for one reason or another they're either not going to be proficient or not make the effort to to do it and there then that just puts more people at losing their right to carry that gun but again just like you said i mean i hate to say it but when it comes to proficiency at three yards or three feet or whatever you know like i said it kind of goes back to me if i just got it that barrel pointed at them and i hit them i'm happy you know if it were to ever come to something like that i'm happy that you know i hit my target and i'm hoping that you know, I'm not in an area where I'm not doing a drive-by shooting. I'm not shooting into windows and homes, yeah. you know, and certainly would hope that I would never fire a gun within a cluster of people that, you know, my yeah. inaccuracy may kill the wrong person. I would never want that to happen. I mean, I I, I totally, I mean, I, I agree. Everything you said, I want. that's how I want to carry myself. I just I just don't know how you do that on a you know I feel like to have that on a wide like scale range of I feel like they will make that absolute requirement that if let's say you don't fucking meet every single one of those criteria then like yeah you know then you can't like that's what worries me like me like I'm into the tactical classes like I I wanna you know I'm eventually I'm going to take some classes where you know you shoot from cars or through glass you do different you know drills you know and i think that stuff's fucking cool i think it's great to know and like i want to be the best i can be with you know like i said i want to be able to pick someone that's you know trying to hurt me and not hurt an innocent person so hold that thought we'll be right back quick little break we are back on we had another quick little break because a couple of us are smokers and frankly we did not take breaks and my wife won't let us smoke here in the basement. So <laughs> here we are. We're back. Second Amendment guns. And we're going to do a little bit longer. Wrap this bad boy up. Who was talking? I know it wasn't me. Matt was. Matt. Was it me? Oh, I think we're just talking about proficiency and whether my concern with it was, you know, I was, we're kind of talking in the garage that, you know, I don't like the government being able to, you know, kind of put these super strict standards on, you know, what constitutes you like being able to exercise your right. Now, I mean, I'm for training. I'm, I don't mind going and doing it like for my class. I don't, it doesn't bother me, but I don't know. I just, I'm very leery, leery of given like the government, the ability to even, I don't think they should even have the right to do, make me do that. I don't think I should have to pay a fee to carry, you know, a gun every day. Mm-hmm. I think that's my, you know, whether you believe in God or some kind of a creator or just, you know, being a free man existing, that's my right. It's just, I don't know. I don't like 
the government being involved in that any more than what they have to be. See, these Let's things, just, they're all state regulated. Yeah. It's not so much federally regulated, it's state regulated. So, yeah, yeah, in your, some your FOID cards through your state police. In some states, you don't need a FOID card. In some states, you just have that natural right at birth when you reach a certain age that you're allowed to go buy a gun and ammunition yeah. and you're allowed to carry that gun with you. I mean, yeah. I remember constitution. I remember in Arkansas, you know, when I was little and, you know, seeing all my uncles and everybody with their pickup trucks. And I mean, you rarely saw a pickup truck that didn't have a shotgun in the back window of the truck. Yeah. You know, and those guys, they were carrying guns everywhere they went and, you know, they leave their trucks parked outside the, you know, Denny's, breakfast or wherever it was they were going that everywhere they went that gun does you know and i think that there still are a lot of states that allow that um kenosha wisconsin they're allowed to carry a gun walking through town they're allowed to carry a gun through there well god damn it rick you never know where you're gonna come around so so i mean (laughs) kyle rittenhouse you know in, in in that way had the kid been a year older and yeah. and purchased his gun on his own legally, then you you might have changed the story. It's going to change. It's going to change the storyline. Like a couple hundred days older. Because then then he's a legal yeah. gun owner in a community where it is legal to carry the gun. You know, so could change things. Yeah, yeah. I I think it would definitely change things because then you have to look at okay, what else is there? Uh, the kid's fearing for his life, so yeah, it comes down more to. Did he shoot in self-defense or did he go there with premeditated murder on mine? And, uh, you know, so where a jury would find, you know, I don't know. That would be up to them. But I think it really changes the scope of the whole thing if he was a little bit older and had purchased his gun legally. Unfortunately, now he's a kid that wasn't legal, didn't have a legal gun and entered into a community with that illegal gun. And, uh, and it, it kind of over kind of overshadow and overshadows you know what individual you know things happened whether you know it warranted defense or not because you it's hard to get past you know the fact that he did you know show up there illegally yeah you know. unfortunately right so then so then people aren't looking you know, yeah looking at just that instance of like oh this guy did this to him so then he was justified or you know it muddies the waters right on right a lot. But it's, I don't know. It's that's just a horrible situation. I don't know. In in it's my mind, things, right? I still think that it's every man woman's right to own and carry a gun in the United States. By that by birth in the United States, yes, that is our legal birthright. Being a citizen of the United States, that we are able to own and carry a uh, a gun i i i i believe that we should all be able to carry a gun also can can, can <clears throat> the democratic party wants to put a lot of restrictions uh, as we've talked here on, on they want to put guns, a lot of restrictions on, on everything magazines, <laughs> how many hours you got to go through to get your gun license this and that and blah 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 but we agree that there's a lot of people that should not have guns. Oh, absolutely. Sure. 
how do we how do we weed out some of those people? Some of those people that have mental conditions that are good at faking it. Sociopaths. Yeah. Sociopaths. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. Sociopaths. I, I think that's a hard question. I, I don't know that know you they can. Right. There, there's, you know, you can't go out there with, you know, some type of a beeper and hold up to somebody and know that that person is a sociopath and they're dangerous to carry a gun. We, we don't know that now. We didn't know that in the past, and we're probably not going to know that in the future. I know that that's just one of the things. I mean, it's. Well, there shit happens sometimes and it's uncontrollable. Is, is and it, I think that that's one of them things in the long term that's kind of uncontrollable. Well, let me let me ask you, is it plausible? Again, I'm going down the conspiratorial road again a little bit. Is it plausible to you to think that in 10, 20, 30, maybe even more years from now that you will have look at your Facebook profile. Something Similar to your Facebook profile would be kind of like your 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 social your internet social profile, and that a thing, social status kind of thing. A social status that, score. China has that uh, that social credit score. <clears throat> Is it pot? Oh, yeah. Ooh, we'll talk about that another time. Fuck, did I just yeah, social that, that could be a future episode. Oh yeah, yeah we will. And the Democrats might bring it here. Oh yeah. One one, we'll talk about that shit. Have you heard about the social I have story? not. Oh, but let's finish oh, what you're yeah. talking about here. Is it plausible that someday down the future that everybody will have something similar to a Facebook profile and your behavior and how you talk, how you interact with people on your profile and everything could prohibit you from, you know, say, say you're a little wide, you're foul mouthed on your profile or oh, something, right? I, I agree. Then, wow, I agree. This, this guy is really not a good person. He's not allowed to have a gun. His credits, his social credit score, is wouldn't very surprise me. You're, you're is that, is, am I crazy? Or do we see something like that? You're, you're going to buy. I'm going to buy a used car from you, so I don't know you. So well, I can look up your credit. So I, I, social I, I pull you up on Google, and I got all the information. Matt, married, two kids, blah blah blah. This and that. Owns three guns. You know, concealed carry license. Uh, a lot of that was some, you know, he's got a he's got a credit score of six fifty because he didn't pay his JC Penny bill or you know, <laughs> but something some type of a social status thing that would pop up on every living person in the United States. Yeah, I think there probably will be something like that. A social profile. So you could look that person up and say, okay, yeah. do I want to go meet this guy and buy a car from him? You know, oh, he's it looks like he's screwed over two people in internet purchases, right? And uh, he didn't graduate. Well, I can see here he didn't graduate from <laughs> school either. No, I'm not gonna meet with it's, him, it's I'm all, not gonna and, sell him my pottery from the island of Mexico. And then it's almost anybody that has a beef with you can send something onto <laughs> your profile, you know, that uh people have to determine is, is so, that so, so do you guys think that they're in the future someday there could be something like that and then your behavior on there could prohibit you from oh, sure one, because one that kind of, that yeah. behavior okay. determines so many things now sure. yeah. i mean employers look at your facebook pages and things yeah. like that to find out more Not information about you big dicks galactic <laughs> <laughs> i want to True. this earlier how the, the state of illinois uh, they actually look into 
do, do you remember if it's uh, 10 years or 20 years of of your history? They go back into your, your high school records, uh, whether you were suspended no, for fighting. I don't know about that. No, dude. Are you sure? Yeah, 100%. They look at your high school records, whether you were expelled for anything, whether you are suspended for anything. Yes, 100%. They look at all that to see if what, there's any sort of past history of violence. For, or, and what is that for again? To get a, a concealed carry in the state of Illinois. Matt? They, they look into that. It goes back. Um, years. I don't I don't know what they – I mean, I know you fill all shit out and they look in you know, residency. They look at different shit. I'm, it could be. I'm, I mean – he might know more than me on that. But how silly is that? Should I get shy? Should be refused? It shows a past period. history. Yeah. Like I got three suspensions because I'm but, late for class. No, but it depends if you if it's a thing of aggression, bullying, fighting. Oh, you know, here's what. Uh, so, I mean, when you when you, you know. sign that application, you're giving them the right. Yeah, to look, to look everything to, up to go it. back and look into anything they can find about you. Mm-hmm. But use it against you. Too. What what I do know though is, you know, I mean. I think uh, media kind of skips over this a lot, though, is for anyone, unless you're doing a private, you know, purchase or sale, if anywhere pretty much you're going and you're buying a firearm from, a, you know, a dealer, they're running an instant background check. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's in, you know, right now, if you go to Texas, you know, you live in Texas, like, yeah, there's not a lot of restrictions like, oh, you got to wait or you can't get it now, but if you buy from an actual authorized dealer and not a private party, they're going to run a check, a background check. And But how many of those guns are purchased at shows? And I don't think they're running true. background well, checks at shows. And and they're not all doing it at shows. And when I was but, living in Missouri, yeah, it's every month was a new gun show coming to town. Yeah, yeah. There's, Come pick up an AR, goddamn. And that's basically what it was. It was just... You know that was a big thing when yeah, the gun show the came shows, around. Yeah. Like them, come get one. There, there was, day. you know, they were always bragging. Well, we've got you know hundreds of vendors. Yeah, and I'm positive that they're not all there that technical running background. Yeah, they might not be at the shows. The I don't know. You know, there's a guy standing there saying, "Yeah, I don't know. I came across these guns and this gun, and, and well, hell, I'll take them all." Yeah, yeah, you know, and so I don't know that. I think that some of it's one changed. Of the big things but... in Missouri that they were trying to change was yeah. because they weren't authorized gun dealers, but a majority of guns being sold were being sold at these big gun shows, and the gun shows were basically getting away without having very well, few restrictions. Yeah, well, because most of the people are doing as like it's private purchases, not right. an no, FFL. They were doing yeah, purchases. Yeah, so that's but they were yeah. basically unauthorized. They were not ones where the government is going to be able to necessarily track where that yeah. game, where that gun came from, and who's it going to. Yeah, because but, it's all just you know, like even in Illinois, I could do, I could sell. Like my gun to you because all I need to do is know that, you know, that you have a FOID card and that I don't think that you're a criminal. And, so and I could sell it to you. Now, they, they have it where I could call the state police and we can do an instant background check, but I don't have to do an instant background check. As long as I don't have knowledge that you're not a criminal so and you have your FOID card. You, once I yeah. Take this gun, I'm gonna go 
So I could still, you know, do a private sale in Illinois. Right. I mean, technically, is that kind of now, private background check? Okay, well, just yeah. put down the information. We'll get back to you in about six months for that instant background check. I mean, I, I have a liability to make sure that you have a, you know, a valid FOIA card, that you're not just some, like, you know, felon that, but, you know, and you, obviously, you know, there's some stuff card, about. Exactly. You need a background check to get a FOIA card. But, you know, I, I think obviously private sales are kind of a thing of its own, but I feel like they make it seem like you could just go, like, if you go to any actual, like, gun dealer, like a FFL, they're doing a background check. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, and most of them, you know, it's pretty instant. It's pretty, you know, quick. Usually it's like instant verification unless certain times if you had maybe something in your background that maybe comes up, they'll do it. They'll delay it. Some people get delayed and you got to wait until they get back to you to go and complete your purchase. But, you know, I think they make it kind of seem like that it's a lot less regulated than it is. Like, like we're just completely just giving them out to anyone. And you want a gun? You want a gun? You know, I mean. But going back to what your question was, you know, what are things we can do? I mean, we can, you know, improve. We should be improving our mental health system. You know, if people that we actually do know are, you know, mentally ill, like, yeah, we shouldn't be fucking necessarily, hey, here's, you know, this gun and shit. Like, there's, but what can we do that directly impacts that without restricting others? And, you know, so we already have enough stuff on the books. We have background checks. We have, you know, different ways to try and, you know, keep track of mental ill. Granted, some of that's kind of, you know, they've defunded some of the mental illness stuff. But I think we need to focus more on what causes people to, you know, commit crimes and how we can prevent that than making just any, like, arbitrary gun law just to, you know, make the process, you know, drag out longer for law buying people. I I don't know what that perfect like scenario or answer looks like. I right? I I don't know what that looks like there in is, a perfect world, there, but there there, there is you know? no perfect world. Yeah. There's never going Not to be a perfect though. world. So, you know, there unfortunately there are going to be murders with guns. There are going to be accidental Forever. killings with guns. Yeah. But I think if you really put a hard focus on the illegal guns that are streaming into the inner cities, I think you're going to put a huge dent into those murders. I, I really yeah. do. It's... I, I don't know the percentages, but I, I got to believe those percentages are skyrocketing high uh, from the, the murders in the inner cities with illegal guns, criminals and illegal guns. And um, yeah. you're, you're not going you're never going to stop everything. Uh, you know, yeah. they can they can build a car that will stop in three feet of any thing that comes out in front yeah. of it or can steer itself or can do so many different things. But I don't think that they could ever make a car that for one reason or another, isn't going to end up in a crash. The yeah. possibility there's just, just like a gun. There's no way to prevent some accidents or some people 
that are, if they're determined enough to do it, they're going to do it. Evan, any final thoughts you want to throw out there before you wrap this up? Um, well, no, they've been making some really good. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Matt? Uh, just, you know, I think. Second Amendment is one of our, you know, greatest, you know, rights and a fund, fundamental to this country. I think founding fathers were brilliant and they understood this. And, you know, that's why I was included. And, you know, I think it applies just as much now as it did back then. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm for as little gun control as possible. Um, you know, I, I think... Yeah, it can't, you know, we live in a society, so you can't have 100% total freedom in any regard, right? But it needs to be very little restriction because I feel like the more restriction, really, we're hurting the people who follow the laws. The people who don't follow the laws are not going to pay attention. They're going to get them through legal channels. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, I think this. I think the Second Amendment is not an entitlement. It is a birthright to every American that lives in this country. And I think that the government wrote that in a way that um, evolves as the world evolves. And there are reasons why those protections are put there in place that we are allowed to carry guns. I mean, you can you can throw a whole lot of different reasons out there why someone should have it or shouldn't have it or whatever. And, and that's their own opinions. But in my opinion, I think that our forefathers foresaw um, our right to protect ourselves against, uh, against criminals, against foreign government, against a tyrannical government, Whatever, whatever it may be, uh, if we just want to have that gun and never use it and sit in a gun case for 30 years, that is our God, our our citizenship right in the United States of America to to be able to do that. I think everybody, I think everybody agrees yeah, with that. It doesn't hurt. Hundred percent. Well said. No, go ahead. Do you want something to I was say just going to say, like, go well, yeah, I've been quiet all the time. I was just going to say, like, what harm does it do if you have a gun sitting in your safe for 30 years and doesn't do anything? And that the only thing that you're using it for is, like, the means for self-defense. And if you never use it, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I hope I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. And, like, with the exception of hunting and shooting yeah. for leisure. Yeah. I mean, Hopefully you never have to turn on anybody. Well, if we let them take away our Second Amendment right, what comes next? The First Amendment, right? That's all right. That's, that's all right. Right. Yeah. First yeah. Amendment, second. Right? No, I mean, could you, be know, we, yeah. you can't, you can't give in to government and the minority factions out there that are trying to control the rest of the population. Yeah, this country's not based on who screams the loudest or who has the, you know, the mob on their side or their feelings, you know matter the most like you know we we have protections for our rights and whether there's you know people who think it's scary that you know people exercise them or you know whatever it, it doesn't fucking matter back in back in the day it was pretty simple majority rules well, nowadays it's not majority rules anymore. Yeah. It's it's my it's minority rules. It's the small minority factions. 
Well, it, it is, but it's 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 minority factions that are pushing for these things. And I I don't know if it's out of fear uh, or what it is, but there's too many government officials giving in to minority factions, therefore putting that pressure on the rest of the citizens to bow to whatever, you know, who knows? Maybe someday we're all going to be wearing turbans. Those small minority factions you're talking about, unfortunately, are what rules the media, rules things like Twitter. And yeah, the victim class. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. I think this was our best pod- podcast yet. What do you guys think? It's good. up there, yeah. It, it was, was my really best one. Yeah. yeah. Heaven yeah. Rick was yeah. awesome. Yeah, Rick joined us today, and he was killer. He was, he was oh, the yeah. star of the show. Everybody, thank awesome. you for listening. Keep your balls fresh. Yeah. <laughs>